Welcome to the Truth Testifies podcast, where true struggles are brought to light to encourage and heal ourselves and others. We all struggle. Be encouraged in it. Listen, then participate. Hosted by John Trent. Hey, 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 how y'all doing? It's your host, John Trent. I decided that my, you know, the hey, 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 how y'all doing is going to be my go-to, you know, catchphrase for starting these intros out and everything. It just fits me and my personality. It's kind of, you know, a country, Fat Albert kind of thing, just kicking it off on a a nice fun tone but anyhow so this week is kind of teased it last week but for those that are listening that didn't hear it last week this week I talked with a dear pastor friend of mine that um, was the pastor of the church that my wife and I went to before we moved out to Iowa here back in Ohio and he's an awesome dude his family is is wonderful and he helped me a lot through a lot of things and super appreciate that dude so it was awesome to kind of have him on catch up with him a little bit but mostly we talked about kind of the topic of community groups which if you don't know what a community group is definitely listen and learn and understand more because it's it's definitely a vital thing that the churches need to be utilizing in some way or form or shape. And we kind of go through why and how they can look differently and, and what works best, what doesn't work best. And, you know, it's not a one size fit all thing. That's, that's definitely something we touch on. So that's what this episode's going to be like. Um, definitely trying to keep this intro short just so we can get right into it. But if you're interested in being a guest, you don't have to be a, a pastor or a musician or, or anybody. I mean, I've done a few of them, just me talking and I'm just a guy that works in construction and is a dad that, you know, goes to church and tries to live a, a Christ centered life. So, you know, I've done a few of them. My wife who is amazing has, you know, did the one with me, uh, two pastors and a musician. So it's not like these guys are, and, and gal are world renowned people. Anybody can be a guest. Come on, share your testimony, share your struggle that you've been through or that you're in and, and share about, you know, what Christ has meant to you in those moments and, and what helped you and all of that, to to speak into somebody's life that might end up hearing this either soon or way down the road that might help them feel a little bit less alone, a little bit more encouraged and just to give hope in situations that can be very void of hope. So just prayerfully and thoughtfully consider doing that. If you're not interested in that, you can always subscribe through iTunes, RSS feed, you can text the phrase EZTT pod sub 
to the number 313131, and you'll get a download link sent to your phone through text every month, or not even every month, every time that there's a new episode, you'll get the link sent straight to you, super easy, totally free, so there's different ways to subscribe, there's all the episodes on there, more info, anything that you need is on our website, which is www.truthtestifies.com. So please help out by sharing with your friends, share with anybody that that might be encouraged in it, or, you know, even if they're not a Christian, maybe if it's somebody that's going through a similar thing and they're just like, you know, I don't know what to do, like share it with them. It's a super personal way for them to hear a similar story and and just feel the little bit of a sliver of hope and and if they can grab onto that and that pulls them into Christ and allows them to get out of it then you know praise God so that's all I got this is going to be the part 1 the first part of a two part conversation that I had with Scott so I hope you all enjoy and have a great week. I'm just going to play the interview and then kind of when it ends, the music's going to fade out and then you'll just have to remember to tune in next week for, for part two. So thanks for checking it out. So yeah, uh, just give kind of, you know, your name and, and just kind of talk a little bit about, about yourself and your family and, and, and where you're at right now in life. Sure. Uh, my name is Scott O'Donohue, and currently live in Hamilton, Ohio, which is where I've lived all my life. I'll probably die here as well, which is not a bad thing. Um, but uh, married to my wife, Kelly. Um, we just celebrated eight years last week together. Um, and we have uh, three kids. We've got um, Mabel, who is about four and a half, Holden will be three soon and Vera will be one next month. So keep us busy. Um, yeah. currently, uh, currently a, a like copywriter basically for, um, for us bank. Uh, it's not a commercial or plug or anything. It's just where I happen to work <laughs> in uh, downtown Cincinnati and, uh, for like an internal marketing team. And then yeah. for, yeah, they don't need my um, podcast to, for advertisement, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get you sponsorships, man. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I've been there for uh, for about two and a half years. Gosh, going on three, I guess this uh, this went through. But um, yeah, uh, been there before that. Worked at United Way, did some grant writing and marketing stuff here in Butler County for about uh, four years, and then worked for a trucking company for a year and a half before that. Um, and then my wife and I met at uh, Miami University, um, graduated from there in 2007 with uh, public administration, um, bachelor's in, uh, my bachelor's of arts or whatever, so, um, which I'm not really used whatsoever, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, and then on top of all that stuff, I've uh, been moonlighting uh, as a pastor um, of a local church plant here called The Village uh, in downtown Hamilton. I've um, been a pastor there since, I think, 2011. and been part of it since it launched in uh, 2009. So, um, yeah, it's been really cool. I oversee community, and uh, we have community groups or whatever, so I oversee that, and uh, communication um, with the church as well. So just kind of keeping everybody in the loop and 
all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'm currently walking around our neighborhood because I pace when I talk. So that's a fun fact about me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Keep keeps the mind sharp, huh? That's right. Something <laughs> for the ears cold. I'm not sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like how you describe um, your your role as a pastor in your life as moonlighting, because <laughs> t- typically that's associated with you know sketchy ordeals or or just things that are kind of you know on the DL or or whatever, and you're just like I'm moonlight as a pastor. I just like that. <laughs> All these things describe what I do. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's too funny. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I know, you know, I'll put my cards out on the table. I, you know, I know you and, you know, we went to you guys' church there for like a year and a half, two years and everything like that. And so as starting out on this podcast, it's just easy for me to, you know, hit up my friends that I know that I kind of have a general idea of what they're about or, or what they've dealt with and kind of things that I know that they could talk about that would be intriguing and helpful to others. And, you know, I was just trying to think of people to have on and, and, you know, your name came to mind on, you know, the importance of, of having support systems and, and accountability and people around you and everything like that. And that's kind of what this podcast is in a way of just allowing people to, kind of start down the road of opening up about themselves and the things that they're dealing with so that they can kind of begin down the road of of putting their issues out in the light so that they can actually start getting, you know, resolved and getting redeemed because that's something that that I had to do in my past to be able to get to where I'm at now. Uh, cause I had spent so much of my life just kind of hiding all my issues and then yeah. all they did was kind of just fester and grow and get worse and be bad. So, you know, the, the fact that you're over community groups is, is more of, you know, a church implementation of those things. So, um, just start out talking about, you know, your, your kind of your first experiences with, with a community group type of, of setting atmosphere and how that, you know, started and then how it grew and how they kind of look differently, each one. Yeah. Um, so the first, um, really the first experience with any kind of community, um, was actually not really at all rooted in Jesus so much. Um, it was actually back in college, uh, actually before I was a a Christian, um, there's Mm -hmm. a, an older dude named Henry um, who uh, worked for Miami and um, just had like a a passion for um, like men being men and Mm -hmm. uh, in particular, like wanting to invest in guys that, you know, were, were there at college, like, you know, in their early twenties or whatever. Now was Um, he a Christian or just kind of had a heart for that? Yeah. I mean, his his story took a weird turn later, but you know, Uh. and that, and that season, um, yeah, would would have professed to be a Christian um, gotcha. and whatnot. And so, uh, 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, but he always had that kind of like spiritual dimension to him mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, but the, the first group uh, that he kind of like pulled together was, uh, was from a fraternity that I was a part of. He was mm-hmm. one of the advisors, which is how he kind of um, knew us guys or whatever. But he just invited us over to his house um, every Sunday night. We called it Circle. Um, I think it was technically called like Circle of Men or whatever, but we call it Circle because we would light a big fire in his backyard and we'd sit in a circle. So, yeah. Hey. Um, Makes and, sense. Uh, yeah. And, and so like <laughs> we would like talk about life. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we start off by like sharing like kind of what's going on. Um, really just kind of how we were feeling. And we had to actually talk about like, you know, use feeling words or whatever. And then talk yeah. about if we were going to like, if we were going to, work on something that night he he talked about like doing work as men which is like man i've got this issue or i've got this thing that's either bugging me or something i i don't like about myself or this relationship that's um goofed up or like there's tension or whatever like you know this is the work that i'd want to do tonight and then he'd have us like rate that um you know scale one to ten uh how like important or urgent was, was that to us um and then uh we kind of go from there and then Actually, I think before even all of that, like, he would have us, um, if there was any, like, beef between any of the guys that were there that night, he would have us deal with that first. So huh. he'd have us, like, look around the room and, like, like, is there anybody here that you, you know, would get in the way of you doing your work tonight? Um, and so if there's anybody that you, like, feel like you failed or that failed you or um, that you were frustrated with or just anything whatsoever, like, you dealt with that then. Um, you'd both stand up and you'd look at each other in the in the face and yeah. you'd hold this, like big staff that he had, both of you held on to it and you'd like you know, you'd kinda of talk it out or whatever until it was done. Huh. Um and then you can move on. So it was like there was some really cool stuff there where uh you were allowed and it was encouraged and expected to be transparent. Like you yeah. you were supposed to bring your stuff whether it was good, whether it was bad. Um, if you didn't have any work to do that night, if you were great, that's awesome. If you had a whole bunch of baggage that you wanted to work through, that was cool too. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, and, and we all got to kind of learn about each other, see um, into each other's lives in a way that we wouldn't have otherwise. And, um, yeah, and then, like, actually get to change and grow uh, because of that. So it was really cool and really unique to see, uh, you know, a handful of 20-somethings doing that kind of stuff and, and a guy like his age and his, you know, probably his fifties or whatever, um, caring about that. Yeah. So that was probably the first, that was my introduction for, you know, kind of to community, even though I didn't know that's sort of what that was. At that right. Point it was based out of like a bro code situation of, of brotherhood. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very true. Huh. That's pretty neat. It, it kind of, it just makes me think that, you know, deep down even without like you know the christian worldview or christian filter or biblical whateverness like that deep down in people there's a need to feel connected to others in that way to be able to like thrive as as just people in general and seclusion doesn't breed that it it has to happen around others so it's kind of just neat to see that it's kind of neat to me some some people feel you know i feel like some christians kind of feel 
scared of that. Like, well, if it can work without Jesus and like, you know, that's a, it's, we shouldn't encourage it or whatever, but I just, I find it neat that deep down, like it's a human thing that I feel like God put in us and designed in us and, and the world's just kind of figured out a way to tap those things in a practical way with, without Jesus being in it. But yeah, no, I mean, we were made to, we were made to live in community. We were made to be known by other people. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, even kind of removing Christ isn't part of that. Like we're still made for that. And so the desire and the fact that it was healthy and it was good and it was cool, was just evidence of like, this is how it was meant to be. Yeah. You know? And not perfect, um, not rooted in Christ. And so uh, the solution to things or the resolve to things was oftentimes something within yourself for something outside of yourself that wasn't Jesus. Yeah. And so it wasn't ultimately as, you know, as freeing or as, you know, whatever as it would have been if, if it had been the gospel, but, mm-hmm. um, but like echoes, you know, it's, it's an echo or a shadow of uh, the way things are, are meant yeah. to be. It's like a far off ripple from the, yeah. the true, the trueness of a more eternal and, and deeper reflective thing or whatever. Yeah. Definitely. Huh. That's really cool. So then, you know, um, I'm sure at some point, you know, that how long did that last for? And was there like a gap between the next thing that, that looked similar to that? Yeah. So, um, my fraternity got shut down when I was a junior. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, we got, yeah, we got, we got the boot. And, got the boot. Uh, <laughs> we got the boot. Um, and so uh, that like fractured our fraternity yeah. or, or solidified the fracture, I should say, that was already there. I um, thought that only happened in movies. I didn't know yeah. that, that fraternities and stuff really got kicked off campus and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No one, uh, I mean, there was no like, you know, we didn't burn down any buildings or anything. Right. Like that, but. We uh we earned our way off campus. So. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that opportunity fizzled, um, and uh, a new one kind of popped up randomly uh, about a year later with um, some guys I knew from um, my dorm freshman year who were Christians, and one of those dudes happened to connect with Henry. Um, the guy and uh, Henry and I kind of kept in touch or whatever. And so there became this mutual, Hey, like this other guy kind of would be interested in doing something like what we used to do with the fraternity or whatever. And so the three of us got together and then sure enough, like he invited the other guys and it ended up being this weird, like, Hey, I, I know you. <laughs> kind of yeah. Um, one of them was my best friend in high school, best man in my wedding. A lot of those dudes were my groomsmen or whatever, which is cool. But, um, so we had that, like that experience, um, but, but they were uh, Christians, and so that kind of spiritual element was was able to be introduced in a more um, explicit way in our conversations, which was which was cool. Um, so yeah, had that for about a year, um, mm-hmm. year and a half or so, and then um, yeah, and then college ended, graduated, and uh, and then shifted to like a, a local church here in town. Um, and uh, plugged into a small group there, and uh, it was it was definitely different. Um, you know, again, like I really in my head wasn't like connecting my experience 
necessarily in, in college with those guys mm-hmm. um, with the small group. Uh, and yet I knew like that relationally something was just missing. Um, Cause while small, small group was cool, like you know, made friends, um, you know, friends that we we still like keep in touch with and hang out with and stuff, which is fantastic. Um, it just, it kind of veered more towards like Bible study, um, kind of talk about things outside of ourselves, theology, scripture. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that like a bad, I, I love talking about those things, mm-hmm. but, um, but the groups themselves like weren't built for, and we weren't showing up to like our gatherings with the intention of like peering into each other's hearts, being known, knowing each other, making Christ known, um, and, and being transformed by that. So, um, there's definitely like, even though there was a, there was a gap in college, like that was relatively quickly filled and like satisfied in, in some sense. Yeah. Um, and then like when I actually got to like a local church where, you know, hopefully you would see those sorts of relationships flourish all the more, like it felt like that actually wasn't the case at all in the vehicle in which you would expect to find those things. And like a small group, like that just wasn't necessarily there. Um, and so there's definitely um, something missing in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because it's just like, you know, that you had the the community, like, accountability, like, openness in the non-Christian collegiate, you know, type of thing. And then in the church, you it was none of that, but more of, the, like, the biblical-centered thing. And both of them are good in their own places, but, uh, yeah, there, it definitely sounds like there was a, a gap that you were, that you were wanting and seeing that needs to be kind of meld the two together a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you have one in one hand and one in the other, like, you know, put your hands together and you got the real thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So is that kind of where community groups with, with, where you're a pastor at now is that kind of where community groups birthed out of was taking those two hands and kind of putting them together and seeing kind of trying to fill in that gap for yourself and, you know, as the church grew for others that came in. Yeah, a little bit. Um, again, like hindsight makes that like sort of clear or whatever, but in the moment, mm-hmm. um, when we first were kicking around, like, man, we shouldn't, you know, have community groups or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, because the church isn't just about meeting on Sunday. It's, you know, we're the church throughout the week, you know, all those sorts of things. And we want to be the church together. And so we want to see each other, you know, at some point, like Wednesday night or whatever. So so we started community groups really um, knowing that it was good, knowing that it was, you know, in some level like what the church should be because it's not just about hanging out for an hour and a half on Sunday morning. Um so yeah, like it was an effort to, I think, foster those relationships and also yeah. rooted in scripture. Um, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough because it's not so, like, I mean, one of the things that we like have just learned is like you you just can't manufacture community. Um, it's not something that you can like. Right. Okay, well, you have this this number of people. You have between this range of people, and you have like this number of questions and this kind of thing and this kind of thing. And once a week, and so like the recipe for community when it, it just doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. Just people don't work that way. So, 
Yeah, it's not like um, a focus group. And, yeah. and it's not yeah. as easy as just putting your two hands together and and practically saying, hey, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. So then uh, it it was more of a, a mending of the two, but, you know, how did it look when you guys first started it versus kind of the what, – what was the different noticeable stages of – community group that you guys had along the way from when you started to where they're at now? Yeah. Um, whenever someone asks me that, it's just funny. Like I, our group leaders, especially those who have been leaders for a long time, like know all of, all of the things that we've changed over the years and, uh, you know, for the better and sometimes probably for the worse, um, trying things here and there or whatnot, but, uh, all in all, like just kind of growing and learning as we go. But, um, I mean, when we first started, it was literally, like, here, like, we took turns writing, um, I think, like, five to seven questions, maybe, um, that were kind of related to the sermon from Sunday, the focal passage, um, and it was an attempt to kind of, like, just sort of draw out, um, and apply, you know, like, the, the meaning of the text, like, in our lives, so it was more like transformational, not just general application, but specific to us. Um, And so like our group gatherings were pretty much like just exactly that show up to somebody's house once a week, uh, read through some questions. Um, The first Hamilton group that we had met at our house and uh, it was us and two other families that like, we didn't really know from anything. And so it was super awkward um, because we're like, Hey, what's going on? Let's like read these questions together or whatever. Answer them. Yeah. It's going to be like really awkward, long pauses. And <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, like it definitely didn't look like, you know, sitting around a campfire with a bunch of dudes, uh, talking about stuff and, you know, drinking hot chocolate and all those sorts of things. Right. Um, uh, it's tough, like to get to know people and open up and those sorts of things. So that's kind of what it looked like at the beginning. Um, and, and like I said, like, you know, community is not something that you can manufacture. And so as we grew, we encouraged like our leaders to shift from like, Hey, you're the guys that, that, uh, read questions and that can answer questions about the Bible or whatever. Um, instead of, like your role is to shepherd and is to kind of facilitate community. Um, and like one of the other things that has shifted probably even the last you know nine months or year or whatever is like man the like we like the pastors the community group leaders one another um like we are not the the primary like disciplers in our church we're not the primary missionaries we're not the primary comforters that's the holy spirit and Mm so um Whereas, like, it's re- it was really, really easy for us at the uh, beginning. Sorry, I'm walking past the house. Right. Um, as we're, uh, uh, you know, as we're, like, you know, starting things up and trying to grow our groups and make sure that people are taken care of and stuff like that, like, it was really easy to, to kind of put groups in a box and say, okay, this is the way they had to look, and every group has to look the same way, and this group has to do this, and they have to yeah. do the same thing, you know, and so... 
like that just is, doesn't always work because people are different and groups are different dynamics are different and the spirits doing different stuff with different people in different neighborhoods that have different relationships and all those sorts of things. So, um, you know, like now we, we still have, you know, guides, um, but they're not like, I mean, we have specific questions, all those sorts of things, but the, even like the way that the questions are set up, the thrust of them is honestly is to just take us through the gospel. So when we look mm-hmm. at the local passage, it's um, it's to to kind of illuminate where 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 are we in this, and it's hardly ever like the hero of the story or the good thing or whatever. Usually, it's the the capacity in which we fail. Um, and so, what does the scripture like illuminate about where we sin, where we fail, where we fall? Um, how does, like, why do we do that? What's our inclination? What's our tendency? What's the temptation? How does, like, Jesus then satisfy that better, like, in his life and his death and his resurrection? What does he offer us um, in place of whatever that idol is, whatever that temptation is that's better? Mm-hmm. And then, man, if we trust that, then, like, how does that shape our, our lives to look different? Um, yeah. And so we that's kind of, we call it, like, the gospel uh, arc, you know, man uh-huh. fails, uh, Christ satisfies, and, and lives change. And so that's we've got questions like that that lead to each of those, but they're they're guiding, and they're meant to like encourage our leaders as they facilitate conversation to not just like answer, you know, questions or whatever, like, um, but to honestly like aim at heart change in individuals' lives. So um, that's been a that's been a huge shift, and so like. It's kind of gone from this, okay, show up, answer these questions, like peace out to, man, yeah. what's the spirit? What's the spirit up to in our hearts? Um, because he's already at work in, in our lives in some capacity, wanting us to learn, wanting us to grow, wanting us to be convicted, um, and wanting us to, to be changed and trust Jesus more because of that. So what are those things and how, like, when we show up and read the focal passage and start digging in, like, like how can we draw that that work of the spirit out? So that's kind of what our leaders do, and that's what we want everyone that that shows up throughout the week and those relationships that hopefully interact throughout the week. That's what we want those things to be kind of rooted in. So that's yeah. kind of the, the polar opposite ends, and everything else in between has been like <laughs> little incremental shifts here and there. Right. Um, yeah. It's a pretty big shift overall. Yeah. It sounds like. It was a deal where, you know, it, it kind of started out as more of the traditional, like, church, kind of like small group, Bible study kind of focused in type of deal. And then yeah. it, it yeah. kind of took, you know, you guys, you know, learning from what Christ wanted from you all and, like, and listening to what what God was telling you to kind of slowly chip away and break that mold and allow, allow it to be a more organic thing that each one's kind of molded by what it needs to be according to what Christ is going to be doing there versus just kind of like having a very structured framework for it kind of thing. Yeah. Cause I, I know Michael, you know, you're, you're the other pastor, you guys, his church, pretty well and he's really you know likes specific rhythms and frameworks and structures and and i and so i'm sure that's kind of part of how it started out that way and it's awesome to see the tendency to move less away from what's kind of on your guys' mind more of what christ has to do with it so yeah for sure that's really awesome you can either let 
rhythms and structures and stuff like that, you can be let those things like enslave you and trap you, and that can be your prison, or those things can be your home. Like that's where you can, you know, so you can show up on Wednesday nights or whatever night you happen to gather in group, or um, you know, and and okay, this is what I have to do, and you know, if we don't get this stuff done, then man, we we failed, and we didn't get through all the questions, and we didn't this or that, or we didn't break up the men's and women's time, but like. If you show up and be like, man, like we we get to show up and, and God wants to do something here tonight, and maybe it's nothing like miraculous and crazy and big. Maybe yeah. it's just something like someone needs to feel loved and be reminded that they're part of a family. And so if we don't get through all the questions, that's okay. If we don't get through, mm-hmm. you know, get the minimum, that's okay. Like it's it's honestly more about, you know, letting the Spirit do what He wants to do. But then like having that structure set up and having that rhythm of gathering and that arc of like, man, we, we want to be about the gospel and want people to be transformed, mm-hmm. not by anything else or look to anything else inside of them or outside of them, but Jesus. Um, and so that's where we get to find our home and our freedom is interesting that it's his work that gets stuff done and not us. Yeah. That's incredible. So, um, that I, I feel like that gives a really good idea of, of why, Things like, you know, community group, you know, connecting, connect groups, uh, accountability groups, whatever you want to label them, you know, because everybody has different, you know, names for things according to what fits in their, you know, church structure or whatever. But essentially, they're all variations of the same goal of just wanting to be a Christ-centered group that's there to help each other move and grow where Christ has them to, to do so and everything. 